Germany is known for its quality of research. While going for a PhD, one often faces a dilemma between a PhD at a university and a PhD in the industry. I am your host Paras Mehta and today on India to Germany, we speak with Dr. Ajay Pai about the application procedure for a PhD in the industry in Germany and how to increase your chances of selection. Ajay is working as a senior staff application engineer at Infineon Technologies. Infineon Technologies was also the industry partner in his PhD in the area of automotive power electronics. Prior to that, he did his master's at RWTH Aachen University and his bachelor's at NIT Karnataka in India. Um, yeah, hi Ajay. Uh, it's great to have you again on on the podcast. Hi uh, Paris, the pleasure is mine. I look forward. <laughs> yeah. So um, Ajay, last time we talked about the topic of uh, industrial PhD. Uh, what is an industrial PhD? How does it differ from an academic PhD? Um, and today we want to talk about uh, how to find and apply for an industrial PhD. Um, so yeah, let's start with the topic of how to find uh, a suitable industrial PhD. Uh, what would be uh, your suggestion? How should one go about finding an industrial PhD? Yes. Um, yeah, I think a very valid and a very relevant question uh, for someone who's looking for an industrial PhD. I think uh, the first thing one has to see is uh, uh, an industrial PhD is from the company point of view, this is more or less like a regular job which means uh, one would have to look on the company websites for uh, openings. Usually uh, high-tech uh, companies uh, publish uh, from time to time uh, PhD thesis openings on their website. So if a candidate finds something which is interesting to them, uh, they can, of course, uh, apply for, uh, for this position like any uh, job, uh, any regular job. So this is one way. And uh, the second way, maybe a little... Uh, uh, let's say better uh, way, but of course this takes time. Is to already uh, you know uh, right from an uh, uh, early stage of uh, the masters uh, to already align uh, oneself in that direction and to already start finding an internship or a master thesis in the company where the candidate might want to uh, you know pursue an industrial PhD. But of course the uh, challenge here is that one has to have this uh, uh, clarity from a very early stage of their uh, studies. But normally when one is already doing an uh, internship or a thesis in the company, I think it's easy to uh, convince the organization there to, uh, you know, uh, offer them an uh, uh, or offer them a, a PhD contract. So from yeah. that point of view, I think this is the um, uh, more, uh, let's say, sure way of getting a phd okay mm -hmm. yeah that's true i mean it requires then a lot of planning to first think about okay i want to uh, do a phd there and then apply for a, a internship or so before that yeah 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 um, and uh, you said that the hiring process uh, or the application process or uh, looks quite similar to uh, the one for a normal job. Uh, so uh, how, what does the hiring process usually look like? Is it very competitive or uh, with many rounds of interviews or how is it like? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I would say uh, this is uh, 
very similar to a typical uh, job application where uh, one uh, finds uh, openings on the website and then uh, applies through uh, the tool or you know through uh, third party um, uh, portals like zing or uh, linkedin sometimes and normally, um, because the PhD topics tend to be very specific, right? Uh, they, they are very, let's say, specialized in nature. I would say the number of applicants is uh, uh, not uh, a lot. But of course, uh, for example, if there is a very, uh, um, if there is a very popular or a very, uh, uh, you know, a well-known company which is applying or which is offering a PhD uh, thesis, then I would imagine there would be um, several uh, tens of candidates at least mm -hmm. so from this point of view it is uh, quite competitive okay yeah and uh, yeah so uh, yeah so I, I would say uh, uh, from the uh, from the hiring process point of view I think it's more or less uh, similar uh, to a regular job at least in the first part you know that the, the candidate is uh, providing his uh, uh, CV, his uh, cover letter, you know, motivation letter sometimes and uh, degree certificates. And of course, any kind of recommendation letter or experience letter, uh, this definitely helps. Okay. I think in case of a PhD, having a reference letter from a, a well-known professor or from a well-known uh, expert in, a, uh, in, in that field, I think this would help uh, immensely. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So I think this is the first part of the... Uh, application you know th this is where it uh, it is very similar to a regular uh, job application okay but then there is also a second part of the application so let's say the candidate has found a suitable uh, opening on the website has applied and uh, is uh, uh, called for interview there could be several rounds of interview and th th this is of course depending uh, on the company depending on the organization so typically, because the PhD work needs uh, super, uh, you know, intense uh, uh, technical uh, work, usually uh, the rounds tend to be very technical. So I think this is something one has to always prepare oneself for uh, when applying for, a, for an industrial PhD. But what is also important is that because the PhD, uh, you know, is uh, often or uh, the PhD always has to have a university and a professor involved. At some part of the uh, interviewing process, uh, this is discussed. Okay. So this means either the uh, company actively is asking the candidate, do you have a, a, a certain professor or a university in mind in case you are offered this position? Mm -hmm. Or the candidate is himself uh, you know, asking the company uh, on this uh, topic. And uh, normally, uh, let's say when uh, the, the, uh, the interview process is very close to the final stage, the company and the candidate together uh, they align on uh, a potential university and a supervisor and they also have a, a sort of a three-party uh, interview with a professor to make sure that all are on the same page okay <laughs> all right and do you think it uh, has an advantage or uh, that it makes uh, the chances of selection higher if the candidate already has someone uh, as a professor uh, who will supervise his or her, her thesis 
Yes, uh, I think it does. Uh, let's say, for example, uh, th there is a certain professor who has a very good uh, relationship with the industry, you know, from uh, maybe previous uh, uh, projects or, you know, some kind of exchange. And let's say uh, the candidate is already um, or the, super, the professor has already sort of uh, uh, expressed his willingness to supervise this uh, thesis or a, a potential thesis. And maybe uh, if this is the case, it makes things easier also for the uh, company because of two things. First thing is when a professor is willing already to support a thesis, it means uh, that the professor has some sort of uh, confidence on the candidate. Maybe he knows him from his uh, previous work or uh, you know some kind of project. And this could be seen as a sort of, a, um, or it could be seen positively. So this is the first thing. And the second thing is, PhD is also about uh, building a relationship with the university and the professor. So if this is already given at the early stage of the interview, I think this is definitely helping the candidate to okay. make it easier for the next rounds. All right. So actually, it's a lot also about, um, or not maybe a lot, but it's also a little bit about uh, bringing like these three stakeholders uh, together so you yourself and then you have to discuss with the university and the company and kind of agree on um, yeah what should be the topic and also maybe how should be the how should the phd look like how should it proceed and and things like that right because yes. it has to be suitable for both the parties both the university and the the company yes I think this is a very, very uh, important question. Uh, I think this is uh, so this is one part where uh, the candidates have to be really very, very uh, clear and have, uh, you know, um, um, a proper alignment both with the university and with the company. First of all, I think the scope of the topic should be uh, well defined. No, yeah, normally, uh, it's not, uh, I mean, the topic is not very well defined, let's say, to the uh, last word. Uh, this is clear but at least they should know what uh, or they should know at least a, um, a direction a proper direction for the thesis and also a certain framework in which the topic could be so i think this is very important to clarify with the company and uh, with the uh, university first thing and second thing is uh, one should also make sure uh, you know that um, um, one fits uh, from the point of view of uh, um, uh, you know the qualifying requirements at the university i think th these things have to be very clearly uh, um, or uh, these things have to be clarified before uh, taking uh, or before finalizing the contract and embarking on this uh, journey okay yeah that's very important and uh, from the side of the company, um, how do you think they decide which kind of candidate uh, they should hire or not hire? So what's what are the hiring criteria like usually? Yeah. So I think uh, first thing in a PhD, uh, you know, a lot of times people say PhD is not a normal job. Uh, it's much more than that. Uh, this means it needs a lot of uh, uh, motivation, uh, perseverance, uh, patience, you know, hard work for uh, several years together. Mm -hmm. So this is not like a normal job. So therefore, the first thing any hiring manager would look for is, I think, uh, very strong motivation. Okay. I think if the candidate can convince the hiring manager on uh, why he is motivated to do a PhD in such and such topic, I think the job is more or less half done already. Uh -huh. Okay. 
and this motivation they should maybe uh, show this through something like the cover letter in their application yes uh, uh, yes so uh, let's say during the application process i think this has to be visible from uh, the application documents so like you said uh, from the motivation letter you know may maybe some uh, projects which they have done in the university uh, so anything that could uh, demonstrate that you know the candidate is uh, interested in research he's interested in pursuing some topic and really getting to the depth of it i think this is very important okay but yes. Yeah. Additionally, I think managers would also look for, uh, you know, I think a fundamental part of the PhD is to, uh, of course, conduct uh, independent research. And this means also the ability to break down uh, complex problems into smaller uh, work packages. Okay. And uh, also very good uh, analytical skills and, uh, of course, good documentation skills as well. And, and these things uh, the company finds out through the interviews, for example. Yes, yes. Uh, for example, it could also be that, uh, you know, one part of the interview uh, could be where a candidate is actually asked to present his master thesis, for example, mm -hmm. to a group of uh, uh, employees from that company who are, uh, you know, uh, uh, who are able to judge that uh, topic. And maybe the candidate has asked a lot of questions and, uh, you know, I think from this, it is easy to see, uh, you know, what, what was the depth to which the candidate uh, uh, indulged himself in this uh, thesis. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, and so we talked about the motivation letter. Uh, do you think there is a good way to um, structure the motivation letter to make sure that uh, it comes across that? you are very well motivated or are there any good maybe if you have some good sample motivation letters that uh, maybe are would be useful for our listeners mm -hmm. yes yeah so i think i can definitely uh, try to find something which may uh, benefit the um, uh, audience uh, so i can do this uh, uh, offline uh, so one i think tip uh, at least i would give is to be as uh, short and concise as possible in the motivation letter I think no no one wants to really read uh, or read several pages of text. Uh, the, this is the first important thing. But uh, the main thing is that uh, I think uh, more than uh, attributing the or more than writing attributes about oneself, I think uh, the candidate should really justify or give examples of uh, those attributes. Instead of saying, for example, I'm very motivated to work in a certain field, let's say data science, for example, the candidate should really give examples of what kind of uh, projects he had uh, done, let's say during his bachelor's or master's, you know, uh, I think that, that is very important to really uh, demonstrate his uh, or her uh, uh, motivation rather than just mentioning that he's very motivated, for example. Yeah, yeah. So, so kind of like back it up with evidence, let's say. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So let's say that I have uh, looked for uh, positions online um, on the websites of uh, usually, I guess, uh, big companies in my area of interest. Um, and then I find a position of uh, interest and then I apply there with these documents that you just suggested. Mm -hmm. um, how high are the chances uh, of selections, selection after this? Yeah. Well, how many positions do you think I need? Uh, usually, I need to apply for before I get one offer. Yeah, 
yeah so this is a, a very relevant question but also uh, you know a very uh, let's say uh, s subjective uh, question because uh, because um, normally uh, you know like i mentioned uh, the uh, topics tend to be very specialized so this means that the topic is super specialized and maybe you know uh, uh, there are not uh, hundreds of people applying to this position so from that point of view uh, the chances are higher but then one should always remember that uh, in the end it's one candidate who selected for this position which means even if let's say 10 people are applying and nine people are uh, rejected it's still uh, for, for those nine people it's uh, it's a job they or it's a it's an offer they couldn't get so i would say i would uh, it would be hard for me to give uh, let's say concrete uh, numbers or uh, in terms of chances i can only say personally that uh, uh, yeah i think it's best to keep uh, options open i think it's best not to rely only on one uh, specific uh, you know position i think instead of focusing purely on one company and one topic i think i would rather focus on uh, a couple of companies you know uh, and uh, f focus on at least uh, a few topics instead of focusing on just one uh, specific topic. All right. Okay. I think this is very important because, uh, uh, you know, PhD positions are, if you compare uh, regular jobs to PhD positions in a company, I would say the ratio is really small. Even in high tech companies, I would say this is something like uh, less than 5%. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So one has to keep this in mind. And uh, uh, I think if one is really, really keen on pursuing a PhD, uh, uh, I think the chances are higher of landing a PhD in the universe, uh, in, in a university than in an industry, because universities publish more uh, PhD openings than uh, industry. Okay. So I think one uh, really has to keep all op options open. Okay. And when like uh, uh, an organization, like a company publishes uh, an opening for a PhD, do they already specify the exact topic or do they specify like, uh, is it a general opening or is it like an opening in a specific area within a specific branch of the company? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, normally, uh, you know, I think uh, at least personally, I think this is uh, the main, uh, this is one of the differences between uh, an academic PhD and uh, in an uh, industrial PhD. In the industry, I think uh, uh, when they uh, op or when they have a certain PhD opening, right, I think the company knows quite well what they want to get out of this PhD, you know. So from that point of view, I think the topics are much uh, uh, less open-ended than in the universities. Okay. So I think the company really knows what should be the outcome of, uh, uh, you know, the, the PhD. For uh, One example could be, let's say, in a certain technology, they want to uh, solve some existing problems, let's say to do with the uh, production or to do with reliability, for example. Mm -hmm. So normally this is, uh, uh, maybe this is not shown on the, uh, uh, let's say in the job opening, because then this is somehow public. Mm -hmm. But then uh, in a couple of uh, rounds of interview, I think the company would explain this to the candidate as to, you know, the, uh, the goal of the PhD would be to overcome certain, uh, let's say, uh, production challenges, for example, or certain uh, technological challenges. I think this would be very well and clearly uh, defined. Okay. 
so from that point of view i would say it would be quite precise but of course uh, because uh, you know phd is a topic uh, which has to be researched for 5 years and maybe in those 5 years time uh, the candidate might find that okay this topic is no more relevant for uh, phd yeah. you, you know so from that point of view it's good to keep a, a little flexibility in the title yeah okay. in the topic mm-hmm. yeah actually that's um yeah on the one hand i think it uh, is kind of makes things a little bit less less flexible for the candidate because then you already have something like you and you have to restrict yourself there but on the other hand uh, yeah from personal experience i feel like uh, finding P, uh, a phd topic is like one of the hardest problems in a phd yes. <laughs> so it's yes. also yeah i feel like it also makes life uh, a lot easier um, yes that, that that's fully true i fully uh, support that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah um do you uh, have some suggestions or some tips for people who want to uh, go for an industrial phd in germany yeah uh, i think uh, first of all uh, uh, one should really try to uh, you know uh, see uh, really try to check uh, and convince oneself as to why they would like to pursue an industrial phd or uh, for that matter even why should why do they want to pursue a phd in the first place i think this is the first thing and the second thing would be to try to see you know uh to try to contemplate and you know to, to try to see what what is that topic which uh, uh intrigues them the most mm-hmm. so i think this is the first thing this is uh, th- this will help the candidate arrive at uh, what could be potential topics or areas where uh, they could look for uh, phd topics because l- let me say phd is a uh, is a topic which will take uh, let's say at least several years of uh, uh, your lifetime and uh, also later chances are high that uh, the candidate will continue to work in that same uh, area right yeah, so, that's true. so from that point of view i think the candidate has to really be sure that uh, he or she enjoys that uh, uh, area of uh, work i think this is really really important first thing and uh, like i said uh, uh, in your uh, previous uh, podcast i think motivation is really really uh, important one has to really be sure that uh, they want to do a phd in the first place and uh, once that is clear i think uh, uh, the candidates should uh, try to follow uh, research papers or you know articles investment news press releases job openings you know from uh, the companies to see where or which company could be a good fit for their uh, topic maybe in this course they also figure out that for example a certain company is investing uh, certain billion dollars in a specific uh, technology let's say maybe they already know that okay there might be some openings coming out from this uh, investment for example yeah that's true that's yes. interesting mm-hmm. yeah and uh, of course uh, i think uh, uh, one should never underestimate the uh, the effect or the uh, efficiency of having very good networks at least in germany i think one should try to uh, discuss with their colleagues or friends you know so a lot of times it can happen that uh, when you have a coffee with your friend maybe he tells you that okay there is an interesting uh, phd opening in my company would you like to apply uh, to that i i think this is also how some people land at uh, um, some openings uh, so from that point of view i think one has to really uh, improve or uh, make the best use of their uh, uh, networks this is the uh, this is one thing and uh, 
yeah uh, another thing which is really important during the hiring phase is to make sure that one uh, clarifies all the requirements or all, all the qualifying requirements in the uh, in the university so for example for people who have uh, uh, had their master's degree in germany normally this is very straightforward but for people who do not have a master's from germany they might be required to pursue some additional coursework you know and this might also mean attending classes uh, giving exams uh, so i think this is very important to clarify especially if the candidate is not based in the same city or same town as the university okay. uh, i think this is uh, really super important also uh, important to clarify is uh, is the supervisor fine if the candidate writes his uh, thesis in a language other than german i think the candidate also needs to have some uh, uh, written confirmation from the professor uh, to that effect okay and uh, another thing is to also align on uh, uh, for example what would be the nature of the uh, phd thesis in uh, germany there are uh, usually two types of uh, thesis so one is the monograph uh, style of a thesis which is written as a single book usually 80 or 100 pages and the second one is uh, uh, is the so called journal uh, type of uh, thesis where uh, the candidate is usually putting together all the uh, relevant publications uh, published during the phd and then maybe writing just a few more pages and this would be the phd thesis i think these things are very important to be clarified uh, ideally at the you know um, first phase of this phd during the hiring process okay yeah and maybe finally i think once the candidate finds a suitable phd i think it's very important to remember that uh, it is the journey that really matters the most not the destination <laughs> so from that point of view i would say uh, one really has to enjoy the work of the phd and uh, yeah that would be all i would uh, recommend yeah no great excellent tips yeah thank you very much uh, ajay yes yeah. Uh, was my pleasure also to share all my uh, experiences i hope this will really help uh, uh, at least some candidates out there who are looking for a uh, for an industrial phd or you know still trying to make up their mind which way to go yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure it will be very helpful yeah uh, that's all folks thank you for listening remember to subscribe to our podcast and check out our blog on indiatogermany.com see you in the next episode That's all folks. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and check out our blog on indiatogermany.com. See you in the next episode.